So it's another Thursday, people. We are live from wherever we are. As always, it's the conversation outspoken and opinionated. Of course, I am your host, Edwin Maya. Today, we're going to be talking about a very personal, we're going to be having a very personal conversation. Um, of course, over the month, we've been celebrating our mothers, our sisters. Uh, we've been celebrating women around the world. This is the International Women's Month. And so nothing more, nothing less, but to talk about our sisters, to talk about our mothers. And today, we're going to have a conversation that normally aren't being talked about in the Black community, in the African community. We are going to talk about abuse. And when we say abuse, we're going to talk about domestic abuse, on our sisters and our brothers and the whole nine yards. Um, I have, I was supposed to have two amazing people today. And unfortunately I have one person, but I can say um, for us as spiritual people, I say God worked it all in great timing and he worked, work it out for our good. And so with me here today, I have Fata Akwe. She's going to be joining us live from Minnesota. Welcome Fata to the conversation. Outspoken and opinionated. Thank you, Edwin. It's good to be on with you. I'm actually now on the East Coast. I'm in Maryland. You are I, in, I didn't even know you're down the street from me. Yeah, I'm hiding out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, see, you see, that's not good. That's not good. Because we have done this thing live in color together. <laughs> but it's really good to have you. And if you can just introduce yourself to the people, that would be great. Thank you so much for having me on. Hello, everybody. Again, my name is Fata Akwe. I am... Uh, currently, I work for an organization called PATH. Um, I'm the congressional lead for that organization. Most people know me for my work on DED, um, on immigration reform in the Liberian community. Um, as a community activist, um, outspoken about issues that plague our immigrant community, especially the African diaspora. Um, outside of that, I'm very active um, uh, in, I would say, the public policy space. So anything from global health um, to immigration reform. Uh, I probably have done it. I probably have crossed that path. Uh, and I currently work on Capitol Hill. Uh, so I'm excited to join the conversation and I'm ready to get started. Okay, good. And what I normally like to do is just tell people so how I know Fata. I can't even, I can't remember how we met, but I know we met sometime a couple of years back doing some stuff. I was in PAL. She was doing something at that time. You're in GW. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, and we just connected and she's, you know, for me, this is what I do. I, I love to collaborate with intelligent women, not saying women who are unintelligent is an issue, but I'm just saying, I love to talk to women who know what they're doing, where they're going and what they're about. And you are one of those women. And so I appreciate you for honoring my invitation as short as it was. Because I felt once I saw the topic and I was like, okay, I know who I need to get right now because I know how passionate you uh, uh, you are about about this conversation. It's funny because I don't even remember we're on a, uh, when the house, what's it called? House? What's the new thing you can get on to have conversation? Clubhouse. It was Clubhouse. Clubhouse. We're in a conversation one time about this on Clubhouse. I don't even remember. I was on yeah. the conversation and I made a boo-boo, y'all. I said something and somebody tore me apart because they really didn't receive what I said. But I tell you, I learned real quick what to say and what not to say. Yeah. But again, like I said earlier, we are going to talk about um, domestic abuse in the African community. And so, Fata, I'm just going to go straight in with you. Mm -hmm. What is this all about? Because for me as a male, um, an African Liberian, 
it's very personal for me. When I see certain things and I see certain trolls online and see people attacking people who are literally coming out and saying the truth, I get taken back and I go personal when I post on my page. So mm -hmm. I just want to hear from you. Well, you know, it's something, you know, this topic seems to be a taboo in our community, um, especially when victims, uh, I like to call survivors, come out and tell their story about issues um, when it comes to domestic abuse, domestic mm -hmm. violence. This yes. issue can stem from anything from verbal to physical to spiritual. Um, there's different ramifications for what qualifies as it. And I think that because our community does not really dive into the cultural aspects that plague that taboo of, of, of us avoiding the conversation, we tend to victim blame a lot. Um, and I think that it, it comes down to educating ourselves and understanding that it is not normal. It's not cultural. It should not be normalized as something that this is just who we are. And this is just an African issue. Oh, don't bring it on social media or don't talk about it or don't discuss it. Uh, but domestic uh, uh, violence happens across the board. Um, but for somebody who's in the advocacy community, you see it very strongly in the um, the immigrant populations. And so it's so important that we have this conversation today. It's so important that we discuss it. And so important that we take away the power from those that tend to not only victim blame, but justify um, mm -hmm. that violence, it is okay. Um, I know today we're going to focus specifically on women because it is Women's History Month. Um, yeah. But again, I'm somebody who uh, is, is adamant that this happens not only with women. Uh, men can be uh, uh, abused in, in, in any relationship. It doesn't have to be a partner relationship. It could be a friendship. It could be different things. But domestic abuse usually happens with people who are closest to you. It exactly. always happens with people who you think love you. Um, and that love, uh, uh, I would say, encompasses trauma. Um, and I, I think that that's 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 what we're going to talk about today. OK, so I I just want to give some stats because I know my pe people are watching. I just want to give stats. So of course, mm -hmm. I did my little homework. And what I've realized is one in three women will experience some sort of domestic uh, violence in their life. But one in 10 men and this I'm talking about black women. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I really focus on my community, but I'm talking about one in three women. Black women would experience some sort of domestic um, domestic violence in their life and one in 10 men black women at are 2.5 times more likely to be murdered based on some sort of sec uh, uh, um, sexual assault um domestic whatever it is but that falls in the line of domestic abuse or domestic violence and what offends me and what upset me is that we are in this uh arena of black lives matter and we are screaming from the rooftops, Black Lives Matter. But what I don't understand is, is the fact that we, as a Black community, we have a line of demarcation when it comes to Black Lives Matter. We have specific things that were involved in Black Lives Matter. And what my point is, I'm trying to understand is, aren't these women lives matter? Don't these women lives matter? This is another Black life. When a woman is raped, when a woman is attacked by a, a guy or when a guy is attacked by anybody else, that's a black life. So when we shame them and will come on social media or whatever platform we have and shame them, I'm just trying to understand the trauma that comes with it. You know, it, there's different forms of trauma that comes with it. And I agree with you in terms of one, you know me, I'm very active in Black Lives Matter. And one of the things I always talk about is, you know, um, black lives don't really matter until all black lives matter. 
um, and actually understanding what that means. And I just want to, you know, I've been very adamant to say this, that black women are among the most, if not, we are the most marginalized group in America or, you know, in the world when it comes to, you know, the justification for violence against us. There's always, a, you know, there's always justification for why this happened to the black woman. But even as black women, we tend to carry a lot and we tend to take hold of a lot of trauma that happens to us because we feel like we carry so much for our community. And so it's so hard for a woman to stand up or speak out against it because one, she takes into consideration the fact that, oh, if I speak out against it, he's a black man, he's mm -hmm. going to go to jail or, you know, this is my partner. Where are my kids going to, are they even going to have a father? Are they going to have a figure that, you know, that's around them or if he's providing for them, right? Okay, there's nobody to provide for us. Now I have to, again, I'm already facing the world that doesn't see me as an equal, right? We already talk about the different, we can talk about the levels between how a woman is treated versus how a man is treated. There's always already privilege in being a man versus a woman. And then you mm -hmm. add race on top of that. Then you have, a, that's another layer of marginalization that happens for black women. So we tend to, I would say, internalize a lot of things um, and, and tend to walk through it as, oh no, it'll get better, it'll get better as the trauma piles up. but you know, what usually happens is that that trauma is passed down through generations. And that is something that is happening, especially in our our, our African community, if we want to be honest, is that that trauma is being passed down, not from only you, your kids are seeing that happen and seeing that and normalizing that, that that is okay. And that's the trauma they're going to pass down to your grandkids and it's et cetera, et cetera, until again, we're back to the same you know, square one that it is okay that this is happening and it's not okay. It has never been okay. Even if it was having back or both Liberia, even what's happening back in Liberia, it, it is not okay. Wherever it happens, it's still not okay. And so you say that, and I just took us into this thing where, you know, there is this saying mm -hmm. that, you know, black women are strong. She's a strong yeah. black woman. And I think for me, when I hear that, I'm like, okay, so because she's a strong black woman, she doesn't have feelings. She doesn't have, she can't express her emotions. Um, when she's upset, can she throw the table like the way another race might do it? Can she scream and yell like the way another race might do it? And so we are all prone to these things where we are watching reality TV. And I watch, I'm a reality TV junkie. And so when I watch certain things and I see certain things that other race get away with, but when a black woman does it, that's the problem. Yep. If a, 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 another race, a Caucasian a woman can flip the table and throw drinks at her friend and be like, oh my gosh, she threw the drinks. She threw the drinks. But if a black woman do it, she's automatically labeled as an aggressor. Mm -hmm. And you as a black woman, how do you respond to certain things when you know you're probably just going to slap somebody or knock them over the face, but you can't do it because you're a black woman? Yeah. You know, it's, it's very hard. We we walk this line. I always say um, we wear multiple masks, right? As women in general, women were, you know, you have a mask, but as a black woman, you wear this mask of, okay, I don't want them to see me as, oh, she's too aggressive or, oh, she's too this or she's too that. Because there's always that label or stereotype, right? That comes along with us just being ourselves, not doing anything, just being your presence alone seems to cause trauma or seems to, to be a disturbance for other people around you. And so you tend to morph and change um, into different spaces to be able to fit, but you never really fit in, right? Because there's this there's this additional layer of, of worse, I feel like society has for you where you're too aggressive 
or oh okay well if she's quiet maybe something's going on there's you can't really there's no way to navigate the in between and so you end up feeling uncomfortable most of the times when i talk to other black women we feel uncomfortable in our own skin because we can't we don't really feel like we can fit in unless we're with each other and that's where the protection comes into play where we tend to that's why you see most of the black women most of the, the women speaking up when a black woman speaks up against violence, domestic abuse, anything that's happened to her, sexual assault, you see that it's other black women that are coming in as a defense. You never really see anybody else because we know that we experience that trauma and we know that we're the only ones that can really stick up for ourselves. But our moment, our moments where we speak up tends to be corrupted when other people's opinion comes into play. An example I'll just bring up is, for example, the Me Too movement. The Me Too movement was started by a black woman. Mm -hmm. It ended up being corrupted by white women. And then all of a sudden it became all women, but the specifically it was focused on white women. And you ended up, black stories ended up being, you know, placed on the sideline when we were the starter of these things. And you see this even culturally. And, uh, and I've seen you even, we, we've talked about this uh, in PAL and other things, but culturally, right? We talk about looks, acrylic nails, when you talk about hoop earrings, when you talk about wigs, weaves, changing our hair color, other races can do that. And that seems to be okay. And that's just like, oh, that's just normal. But when we do it, oh, she's ghetto. Oh, she's this. And there's other stereotypes that are being placed against and labeled. And that's why it's so hard for black women to speak up. And it's, it, it makes it even daunting when we speak up and we get attacked on social media for speaking up. And so what you said is real true. And I just want to go into this space where I think what I've noticed, and I might be wrong, but I'm just going to say this. Most of the time when I see when a woman comes out and talk about being sexually abused or being sexually molested or all these negative things towards her, I always see most of the time women are the one who's starting to attack her. And then I get a phenomenon. I'm like, okay, this is your sister. She's your gender. She's bringing awareness of something that might affect you or affect your daughter or your sister. So how can we as men or other people around support when the people who are tearing these girls down are the same women who call her a horse and everything else that she's not supposed to be called? The, you know, that is some, that's a conversation I have over and over and over again. And the point you made is just that it ends up being other women that tear women down. And it seems to be normalized because, you know, it's that competition mindset. It's so competitive. Like uh, this trauma outweighs this trauma or the fact that we see it as competition, somebody admitting that this happened to me, then you go in the comments and say, well, you deserve it. Or you go in the comments and say, well, you let, you're still there. Oh, you do did this and justifying that because, and that's the thing with trauma, right? Trauma always aligns with other trauma. And so some of the women that are here talking down at this other women, they're experiencing that same trauma in their lives. But I feel like there also comes this jealousy concept where here's somebody who's able to come on social media or come on whatever platform and share their story and here they're receiving sympathy, right? Or even empathy in their situation. And there comes this, oh, this jealousy of, oh, well, why is she getting attention for this when this kind of happens to everybody or whatever? And that's where they come into that attack mode and start attacking. But it's all internalized trauma. All I see that as is trauma replicating itself. Because if you're able to come on social media and attack another woman that's sharing a story about violence against her, then you don't love yourself. And you don't love being a woman because if you did, women should protect other women and women should empower other women. And that's something I stand behind. And I see it all the time. Um, I don't want to change our conversation, but even with, you know, 
Um, the conversation about uh, uh, Derek, whatever his name is, oh, and yeah. his wife, you know, talking about cheating. You know, that's a type of emotional trauma. That's another type of trauma that, you know, we see as, oh, she allowed that to happen or whatever. But the response that I saw underneath all of those comments were all negative towards a woman who is hurting towards a woman who is experiencing this trauma, whether it's sport, spiritual, emotional, that she's kind of in this whirlwind of trying to figure out how to navigate it. That's her justification for how she deals with it. But the fact that we as women are underneath those comments, talking about how she looks, talking about, and nothing to say, you know, let's get to the point and say, if you feel like she should leave the, the situation, you tell her to leave the conversation, but you attacking her, she's never gonna take any other feedback that you're giving to her that can be positive and actually uplift her out of that situation to be able to move forward with her life because you're just perpetuating the same trauma that she's already going through. And what I don't think people understand is if you watch that video, the lady is sitting there and her husband does all the talking mm -hmm. and she supports him in that moment. What she's doing is she's being a supportive wife. Is she not hurt? Yes, she's hurt. Is she not upset? Or oh, definitely she's upset. But the fact of the matter is that why is it that people attack her for supporting him, but they're not attacking him for uh, disrupting her entire life? And so I read it, I'm like, okay, what is the issue? Are we not focusing on the issue or are we focusing on the fact that she has on a hat or she's holding his hand? Like, how is that the issue? Why are you being taken away from the entire issue? And people need to understand that he did that because he knew exactly what he was doing. It's the entire manipulative attitude that he has that she's already been sold to. Mm -hmm. It's abusive. And it's abusive. That, that alone abusive. is abusive. How did in God's name that you're going to set a person down in the trauma and let her relive it all over again in front of the entire world. And then people are insulting her. I'm like, do you guys understand what's going on? No, they don't. <laughs> they don't. And so I'm just looking at him like, this woman is reliving the situation. But just to go back to the whole uh, uh, um, domestic abuse, and because that's a, that's a form of domestic abuse. I, emotionally, she is abused. There is no way anybody can talk me out of that. I mm -hmm. look at that woman's face, straight, I'm like, she's hurt. Mm -hmm. She's broken. She has nothing else. And now that she's going back on social media and trying to defend him and using her, or her, 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 her spiritual words and all that kind of stuff, it's a way to deflect. It's her healing process. Mm -hmm. That's the way she knows how to heal. So we have to give her the opportunity to heal. But in... Our, I'm just going to go straight into our African community. Mm -hmm. Let's go. I think in our African communities, sexual abuse is accepted. I think uh, when I say our mothers, I'm talking about our mothers um, accept certain things. Um, Uncle Johnny raped um, little Lisa, but nobody's going to talk about it. So just super underneath the rug. Um, you have Uncle Dave who beats Auntie Mary all the time and the kids are watching. Mm -hmm. So when John grows up, John beats on his wife and then his son grows up and beats on his wife. And we never have this conversation to let the kids know that, hey, this is not normal. Mm -hmm. Because what they say, hurt people, hurt, hurt people. And so as a African woman, as a black woman, 
what has been your experience just hearing that and just seeing if you've ever seen stuff like that like how have you been able to even internalize that with this opportunity living in america and everything that we have now um you know this topic is always personal for me especially when we talk about sexual assault because i am a victim um survivor of sexual assault and that is something that you know again like like i said our community has certain topics that we sweep under the rug um, and don't want to address that keeps festering every time it always comes up and always sizzles to the top because again unless you address the root causes of these issues you're never going to address it you know when things happen when when a child or or when somebody is abused um in a scenario again we always tend to victim blame ask the victim what did they do to cause this as if the person um is is the reason or justification for that trauma that is is entailed on them um and in our communities especially in african african communities um when we're talking about liberia let's go specifically to liberia you know the idea of sexual assault or sexual based violence or sexual slash uh gender uh violence is something that is even in our national directive because it's something that is so embedded in our system of how we feel like our society should function and it's not reality it is not normal and that's what is so hard when people when our community especially women when liberian women speak up and say this happened to me they always get attacked yep uh, they always get attacked i've never seen a scenario where a woman has come never. out and she says never people start supporting her oh mary let me help you let you get out of this no it's always like what did you do even the fact you know one of the things i always speak, speak about is the fact that we always like to keep the problem in the family right it always comes to this idea of oh we'll call a, a, a community leaders to kind of let's sit down around the table and talk about it once we discuss it then we leave you we then end up leaving you again in the with same your with your abuser and you're there and you're supposed to function and that's supposed to be okay because you talked about it the person may end up doing it again you have another community meet oh and join we told you to not do this this is not okay yeah we're not do it again and that's how we keep doing it and keep festering it. oh we should keep it internal but it's not it's something that it's traumatic it's it's literally community trauma it's not even personal trauma anymore it's community trauma um as somebody i've seen it where a little kid will get sexually assaulted by their uncle that you left them in the house with that's supposed to take care of them the girl happened they said oh because you're wearing all that short short thing around him man it's it, it, that what happened that why you're not supposed to be wearing those things around him when he's the adult and this is a six seven year old child that you left in the house that is supposed to still have her innocence or his innocence and you and that happened to them instead of attacking the person you attack the child then the child internalizes that as normal and yeah. so when they grow up anytime that something something like that happens to them they see that as oh it's okay because it happens when it happens to their child it's okay it happened to me so then they, they shoot the child. why are you complaining about it? it happened to everybody so so it's not so and it's it's not normal and that's what 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 pisses me off as an advocate is the fact that we have normalized it to the point where when we start talking about here are ways for somebody to get out of the situation you are looked at as a home wrecker you're looked at as somebody who oh why you tell the person to leave that relationship why you tell the person to do this and you you're looked at as the bad person when all you're doing is educating that this is not how somebody is supposed to live their life and there's a better way to live you do not have to keep reliving your trauma when especially when you choose to want to leave that situation and i tell you this you said it's this broad bike memories when i was in college mm -hmm. This girl and I was just hello, you know, we're just like hello, hello. We're in the same, we're in a, a, a biology class together, and we started our freshman year row, you know, just 
acquaintance, getting to know each other. And then I remember the next semester we had genetics together. I cannot forget this. And she walked in and I just asked her, hey, what's going on? We started to talk and she broke down. She started to cry. And I'm like, why are you crying? Like I'm looking at her, I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. And she just started, I mean, she boiled for like at least five to 10 minutes. And just to find out the guy she was dating was hitting on her and i asked her i said would you like me to have a conversation with him and she was scared she said oh i don't know i'm a, i said listen you told me this i told her i said look god made this to happen the coincidence for us meeting and having a conversation last semester being lab partners and now that we're friends is ordained do you want me to have a conversation with him and she said yes and honestly, I didn't have a conversation with him. I told him that the relationship was over and she wanted the relationship to be over until they were done. And he was looking at me. I was like, dude, if I, I'm going to, I told him, I said, look, the part of the world I'm from, we can deal with you. Don't do that. <laughs> and that was it. And the conversation for me was over. I Did I, was it the best thing that I could have done? Probably not. Um, did I, I follow up with her? I would not, I can't lie and say, oh, I made, I told her to go to therapy. I really don't know. You know, mm -hmm. we, we, we parted ways, but that situation for me, it was just like, it was some sort of protection because in my eyes, I saw my sisters, mm -hmm. I saw my nieces, I saw my mom, I saw uh, female friends that I were friends with. I'm like, they could be in this situation. Yep. So how in the world that I can even ask her, I, what did you do? <laughs> and for me, that is the worst thing I think I've ever seen or heard. It's like when people ask the victim, especially like you said, in the African community, and I would be specific Liberians. This mm -hmm. is what we do. And I say this because I was in a conversation today and somebody said, oh, she posts a picture on Facebook because she's looking for uh, um, attention. They will, that person, you know, blase, blase, looking for, for attention. And, and, and if this person, if the person has uh, uh, abused them uh, 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 over and over, it means you like it. And I mean this, and I was just like, I can do this. Mm -hmm. I can have this conversation and I can do it because I know where I can go. Because for me, it's like, you are telling me that a victim, mm -hmm someone who's been physically assaulted, sexually assaulted, they had to do something. And so it's it's like, it's worth it. Oh, she, she did something, so that's why this person hit her. And so for me, um, how do you handle that conversation? You know, first God. <laughs> Let me tell you, God is good because I've been in very crazy situations of having to explain. And, you know, I've I've learned how to navigate and pivot because one thing that I had to learn, even as a as a survivor myself, I had to learn the fact that survivors protect their abusers a lot. Okay. We tend to even have reasons for, oh, you know, I did this. Maybe that's why. And you tend to blame. I blamed myself for a long time that maybe if I would have done this, this wouldn't have happened. And so that's internalized. Again, trauma perpetuates in so many different ways. One of the ways is one is, is even blaming yourself saying if I would have navigated this way. And so maybe the first, second, third time that justification, you're justifying, okay, well, he was just mad or she was just mad or they're just angry. They won't do it again. 
They do it again. You're like, oh, well, they told me not to do this and I did this. You always tend to even, it starts first internally, you're, you're victim blaming yourself. And then that's how you protect the person. Most of the times we show face. In African communities, the person can be you. They'll come buy you flowers, buy you all of this stuff. You put your makeup on, y'all go out in public because you're going out in public. And so you have to show face. And we're so good at showing face. And, 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 and all these uh, fake lifestyles that we like to show because that's what it is on social media or when we're in public, we love to protect each other. Even if you're with your abuser to say, this is how my life is looking. So this is how it's supposed to look. Even if I'm being hurt, even if I'm being abused, even if this is happening to me, this is how I'm supposed to carry myself in this bubble because this is how people have seen me. And so it's so hard for somebody to break out of that and say, yes, you've seen me in this light and this is what I've been perpetuating, but this is actually what is happening to me behind the scenes. It's so hard for, you know, so many people on not just social media, but in reality, it's so hard for people to combine the two. They love to separate and say, OK, well, this is the lifestyle I've seen. So this is who the person is. Most of the times, the reality that you're showing on social media is not the reality that you're living in your real life. Even for people who it, you're posting cute pictures or whatever, whatever storms, we never post the storms. It's so hard, especially if we're talking in Christianity, it's so hard for us to post when we're in that storm and we're doubting whether or not this is how God wants our lives to be. If we're doubting whether or not this is the situation that we're supposed to be in, if we're doubting even God in certain situations, it's so hard for us to come out of that and, and post the reality and say, I'm actually going through something. something. This is actually something that's happening to me and it's not okay. Or I'm not feeling okay. So many times we like to show face and pretend like we're okay. And that is something that we have to break out of. When, how do I navigate that situation or those conversations is the reality to say that one, that you are perpetuating something that is not okay because what you're creating is a situation where victims will never feel okay to come out in public and say that they've been victimized. And for you, if I am your friend and I am somebody that personally knows you and I'm going through some domestic abuse or I'm going through any type of abuse, I no longer feel like I can trust you. Trust and you. I no longer feel like I can come to you and tell you that this is happening to me. You no longer have that trust. Let me tell you this to end. So many times on social media, people people can comment on other people's photos that they don't know, people pictures that they don't know because they see a lifestyle and they can say all type of bull. They can come out and say anything they want because that person is not close to them. But little do you know that the comments that you're making is hurting the people who are actually around you. Rich! Do you know is the comments that you're ma making it? If I see you post on their comment, because Facebook shows me if if Edwin posts on somebody's comment, I can, sometimes that comes on my news feed. I see somebody, you post something that, oh, she deserves it. Me who's getting abused, I know that I can never turn to you and reach Rich. out to you. So when I post and you're like, oh, I didn't know this was happening to you. You don't deserve to know because you're not in that capacity to handle the truth of what's actually about my lifestyle and that's something that i always advocate especially with survivors that want to tell their story is that most of the time the people around you are are the reason why you have not come out for so long is because you do not believe that you have a support system that's even going to support you in anything that you do and that's why they come on social media and ask for gofundmes because they know they can't text you sarah they can't text you mary and say oh this is happening to me because you're not going to believe them because they don't believe you'll believe them because when somebody else that you didn't even know posted it you came and you attacked her how she looked how he looked whether or not he deserved it whether or not she deserved it all these things and you, you showed who you truly are and because of that you will never gain the trust of those who are around you and you have said what i have been trying to say Basically, since social media started, <laughs> I tell my friends and my, if my friends are here, they can say that I don't post anything or comment on anything that I know there is somebody in my life has to de is dealing with that. 
Yep. I be very careful what I post when it comes to women's rights. I be careful to post when it comes to people who are there's a thing in Liberia where a lot of people come on um social media and they talk about girls who date older men and mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff, or girls who date married men and all that kind of stuff. I say. I have friends who have been in those situations and because they've been in those situations doesn't mean that they're bad, doesn't mean they're evil people, but there are circumstances that cause someone to get in a certain situation where they might date somebody who's way older than them because the world that we are from a third world country. There are things that the society has created a scenario where people have to do certain things to survive. So I personally, Edwin, will not comment on anything that I know that I have people who have been affected with that. And so I think if everybody understands, and that's what I tell people, so you know what? People always come to you and tell you their problems. I say, I'm just like a vote. If yeah. I come and tell me this, it stays with me. Yep. I won't tell you nobody, because in my mind, if you wanted to tell those other people, you should have told them, I'm not going to do it. So I be very careful on what I like on Instagram. I be very careful what I like on Facebook because of those things, because I'm like, you know what? We're in a world where people deal with different situations and they affect them in different ways. Yep. So when you go and post, I will give an example. A couple of months ago, a couple of months ago, there was a situation in Liberia where this lady went on a cost, her husband went on a Costa show and said allegedly that she was sleeping with the president. He mm. dragged his wife, he insulted his wife. A lot of things happened. I have friends, women who were commenting on that and they were insulting this girl. Few months later, just for the guy to come out and say he lied on his wife. He had no information on that. I blocked them. <laughs> I block you, I, I'm not doing this. Because we can do this. Because if I look at you, you are going to respond to certain things like that for somebody to bring another woman down. That was another platform again for a man to exert his manipulative power and bring another woman down. And you thought it was okay. You are not my friend. We can have a conversation. I can say hi to you. I just keep on moving because we can do this. And that's why, um, just to touch on that point, that's why, you know, it's so funny, just the, the cheating scenario you know um my boyfriend and i we have these like deep conversations all the time um and one of the things that we talked about he's like why is it all the time when you know a guy cheats it's always you know the women who drag the other woman and yeah. not necessarily you know comment on the guy that's actually the one that is manipulating both of them in the scenario and th that you know for me one i i i'm always that person like my battle is not, my beef is not with you with the girl my beef is with you because you're the person that i, <laughs> I trust i don't even know this other person this exactly. other person other people is with you too so that that is not my situation but there's so many times i've seen on social media because our liberian community loves to go live if facebook haven't banned us from live yet I, i'm trying to put a petition to mark zuckerberg they need to get the shit on a profile please do not allow live to be anywhere in your vicinity <laughs> because we can abuse live for yeah, no reason. For no reason. No reason. But so many crazy lives, so many lives of, of, of it's always violent. And what it's I mean by violence, it doesn't have to be physical, but it's always violence. It's like emotional abuse where two women coming on, they, they show they're cussing each other about a man or they're bringing each other down for some reason. They're talking about, oh, how the person look or oh, they're cussing each other because they blog us, they're doing this. It's like, yeah. I never 
It's so rare that you find positive gems in those pieces. And it's so hard then to say women empowerment. It's so hard then to preach, oh, I will, I need you need to love and support other women. You wonder why you post it and no other woman liking it. It's because we see all the stuff that you've been doing do, all the time. Why would I go like your stuff when I when I feel like if anything happened, you can't comment and say, oh, this one's she look like this, she done this. It's like you perpetuate what you receive. I always say you put out in the world what you get back. And it's so apparent and people don't understand that if you hear insulting somebody else, God has a weird way of turning situations where you end up being the same person you are cussing out on Facebook. It always ends up. I've never I've never doubted that power of God. And I'm a strong believer. And if I'm the power of the tongue is so strong and people take this very lightly. But as a Christian, I take this. I'm very I mean, you can follow my face, but I'm very strategic here. I'll joke around here and there about stimulus check. I still waiting, Joe, for my stimulus. Where my stimmy at? Money bag, like I'm waiting. But outside of that, like you'll find my, my posts are very strategic because I know that the power of the tongue, even if I'm, I'm typing it, is what I'm, I'm regurgitating from my mind out into the public. That means that that's my word. And that's my word that is my bond that you're going to, you're going to link to me, but also God is linking to me. So if I'm over here cussing people on Facebook and wondering why my life is going sideways, I, you brought it onto yourself. If you're on here talking about other women, about this happening, then and just to bring back that domestic abuse, I, like I said, half the women that commenting all this negative stuff about the girl, their boyfriend cheating on them, they, they're getting abused in their own way, but they will never say it. They will never say it because it's so hard for us to actually admit that what our reality actually is. And that's why I said there's always a show face on social media. That's why I take social media so lightly because I never believe it's half the things I see. It's I never believe it. But for those who are watching, we're going about to go into a segment. Um, I'm going to show us some pictures of something that happened recently. I would say probably 24 to 48 hours. Mm -hmm. um, a young lady posted on um, Facebook. She posted pictures of herself, um, bad pictures of her boyfriend, physically assaulted her, um, mm -hmm. bruises are on her face, there was blood on her face. And um, she's stating that this gentleman attacked her. He's her boyfriend. And for people who know them, I have met the gentleman before. For people who uh, don't, we are not, but I've met him. For people who know them, people are commenting and stuff like that. And apparently the gentleman is Chef Chauncey. He's an amazing Liberian chef. I will not take that from him. His food is delicious. He's amazing. He's a great entrepreneur. But sometimes we, our demons follow us. If we don't deal with our demons, our demons follow us. And so I'm going to show the pictures. This is the picture of the lady. Um, this is the lady. This is her face. This is what happened to her. This is the gentleman. And this is it. Um, another black sister, another Liberian woman has to deal with this. But what is really sad are these. So for us who are watching, and if you're not Liberian, I'm going to read them out so you can understand what they're saying. But for me, it's the comments. The comments that people posted underneath. And so the first one is basically this is not his first time, not his second time. Anything concerning relationships, that person is not a part of it because you decided to come back to, because you decided to come back with this gentleman. Remember when you're preaching on here after he divorced his wife? This is John Palm Oil Waste on John Rice. 
in Libra. Basically, it's their business. That's how it is. Another person states, isn't she the same girl who got involved with him while he was married and his wife found out that they were engaged on social media? Cyrus says, but you shouldn't have been with him in the first place. It was all good. Then now look at you. Another person said, let her continue to be there. She wants a handsome man she never seen. As she clearly said, it's not the first time. She shouldn't take prompt action. Sit over there. This other person said, a woman be saying it's not the first time. Jokes on you. And so, I watch that. I look at the picture. I look at the comments. And my heart breaks. Because this is a gifted gentleman. This is an extreme entrepreneur who has a whole future ahead of him. This is an amazing young lady. I don't know her. I've never met her before, but I will not sit on this platform and not call a spade a spade. I don't care what she did. I don't care what she said. I don't care how agitated she might have been for that gentleman to raise his hand and assault that woman. He needs to pay for it. Our actions have consequences. And whatever the consequences are, he needs to handle it. And so, um, Fata, I leave it with you for you to just dive in. You know, um, I started talking about this earlier on Facebook, the fact that abuse is normalized in African communities, in the Liberian community. Um, oh, let him just talk about it. He just hit her one time or, oh, she said it, so let her keep staying there. And... First, you know, you brought it up at the beginning of the conversation, which is, you know, this could be your mother, this could be your your sister, um, and this could be your daughter. And these are the comments that they see, or these are the comments that reflect your character. I mm -hmm. less think of her and who she is, but versus who you are as the person who would who sit on social media and say that that is acceptable, regardless of the personal, regardless of how you personally feel about who she is as a person. I personally know um, both of them. Um, I personally know her. We've actually worked together um, on a couple of issues, uh, but neither to say it's not even about the fact that there's a personal relationship. It's the fact that abuse is abuse and abuse is not okay. Mm -hmm. um, and the fact that I talked about this earlier, but I want to bring up again that most of the times as an as abuse, uh, excuse me, victims or slash survivors, um, once she transitions into, you know, owning it, and, and, and moving forward as a survivor is the idea that at the, the first time, it's maybe a shock. A first time, usually the person is confused. It's a shock. The person apologizes. You love the person. So you end up staying because you're like, oh, let me give the person one more chance. And those one more chances, sometimes some people change. Sometimes they don't. I'm not going mm -hmm. to say all situations are the same um, because I've seen that in my advocacy work. Um, that it happened and there it never happened again. But we've seen more than once that when something happens, it starts perpetuating itself in different different ways. And so she may have thought that, oh, the first time it is what it is. But again, more on the stories, she even admitted the fact that this was done in front of their kids, right? Again, the passing of generational trauma. Your child sees this happening to you, so he or she accepts this as the normal. Those people commenting on, on and saying that, oh, uh, because she did this, this she deserves this. 
Those do not correlate. And you know that does not correlate. It is your, your hate and disdain for somebody that you're saying that it's okay that violence should be perpetuated against them. So if I don't like you and you there's something that's traumatic that's happening in your life, it is okay. You're saying that it is okay for me to say that you deserve that. And that is what our community continues to do is a spade for a spade, an eye for eye. I've seen it even in worse such scenarios, Edwin, with when we talk about uh, uh, revenge porn. Our community is notorious for that. Yes. Notorious for revenge porn. Oh, well, she slept with her cousin, so it's okay that he posts her naked picture all over social media. First of all, that's a federal offense, and I worked on that case with the FBI. You will go to jail. If I yeah, find it, and they need to go to jail. jail. You will go to jail, federal, not not in your state, federal prison, because that is revenge porn. It is not something I see people posting it all the time. That is not something that you. Oh, the sex day came out. We'll, we'll repost. It. That's another form of abuse. So there's different ways that we have internalized this trauma and accepted it as it's okay in our community, and it's so it disgusts me because I know we can do better, and I think that's the thing for me. You and I, we always talk about the level of we know that we can do better. It's just that the fact that we choose to not. In so, so many situations, some of the people you you believe to be respectable are the ones that are posting that, oh, she deserves it or she, he deserves it. And again, like we just talked about earlier, the same comments you're making, those closest to you are the ones reading it. And those closest to you are the ones who are saying, well, if you believe that she deserves it, uh, for me, who who is next to you and that stuff is happening to me, I cannot turn to you. Or I may just stay in the scenario. Um, and I'll just uh, uh, end because I want your comment on this, Edwin, to bring it into a, a larger context of I go back to the pastor, the Ghanaian pastor and his wife. Right. That not long ago, we were all, all screaming on social media. Oh, my God. Why would we allow this such a thing to happen? All this stuff. She took all the steps. After it happened over and over and over again, she went to her family. They came and packed her stuff. And moved her out of the house. She moved out of the house. And he still came to her job and shot her. Point blank range. And justify and try to justify why he did what he did. That's because our community has said it's okay for abuse to happen. This is just an escalated version of the abuse. Mm -hmm. But when he was doing it before, it was okay. And so we see this perpetuating itself in so many different scenarios. When will we get tired? of not even justifying it, but burying our friends and family members or people in our community before they're even supposed to die. Yes, yeah. Like it happens so often now that the fact that when I see it, I get numb sometimes and that is not okay. And I've been trying to tell myself that as an advocate, like don't get numb. You're not, this is not okay. You're not supposed to be like, oh yeah, it happened. Mm -hmm. Because our community just throw their hands up and just like, okay, it's their problem, it's their issue. Why should count on social media to, to cry wolf? And that's the part that is still, I think I'm still, I don't think I've dealt with that part. I'm mm. still dealing with the part that she's being cursed. She's being ridiculed. She's being told that she deserve it. She's being told that, well, uh, um, the you, 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 you didn't a celebrity. He giving you all the money. Another one I saw, basically the person said, why is she asking for money? She just got 2,400 for her stimulus. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Literally, you are telling this woman that it's okay. She, and this is what I say, and people don't understand. Growing up as a child, this is an analogy that my mom used on me. She said, from lying, you graduate to stealing. From stealing, 
you graduate to killing. And after that, you have grown. This is it. For him to hit her and for her to have the courage to put it on social media is because she's tired. Yeah. It's because she has received it more than once. It's because every time he did it, he apologized and said, I won't do it again. Because every time he did it, he took her on a trip or bought her a new dress or bought her a purse or carried her to do her hair or just all those things that she liked. He did everything, but he thought to realize that all those things wear out. Mm -hmm. At that point, when she posted it, he's done everything that he could ever do to change her mind. So now she posts on Facebook where we all go to go laugh, mm-hmm. to see, to cause, to, to post, to do everything which are not supposed to be doing. This person now give you an opportunity and say, you know what? This is my life. This is the real me. This is what I'm dealing with on a daily basis. And then you question her and ask her and say, well, but what did you do? Yep. There was another comment that somebody said, I know this guy. This is something that he will never do. This is that person can't even you know like Brent, but he can't even hurt a fly. So basically, you are telling this woman she lied. And for me, I try to understand it because I'm just like, okay, I was born in Liberia, I was raised in Liberia, I seen Liberian people. Okay, so why does my brain is my brain wired a different way? <laughs> like, is something wrong with me? Um, because then they will say, uh, or somebody will say, oh, those people who are, are, are supporting her is because they said it been abused before. No, it's just what is right and what is wrong. It's wrong. It is totally wrong. And I feel that as a community, we need to do something about this. And that is why I brought this on my platform. But as a community, we need to do something. I'm like tired of I agree. You know, it's the normalization aspect that I talked about It's you know, once you, it takes so much courage to let the world in on your private life. People don't understand that. So many of us are, like I said, people hide so many things. Like you only show, um, there was this quote that was like circulated on Instagram was like, uh, people never show you the journey. They always show you the finished product. And I, oh, and I believe that wholeheartedly that people always show you the final product. And so everything that we've seen of him is the finished product, right? It's what he wants you to see. Anything somebody posts on their page is what they want you to see of who they are. Rarely is either when somebody else goes live about you or, or you come onto somebody else's platform is when you, you see yourself reflected in somebody else's eyes. But most of the time, again, it's your social media. And so it's your presentation of yourself to the world. And so the courage that it takes for survivors to open up and you know share their story, and then to be deemed the 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 like you are the reason for your trauma or you're the reason for your issue, then it tells again other other survivors to say, well, I don't really want to share my story or I don't really want to say anything or I don't want to you know to 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 let anybody know. And it's never like I said, it's never the people you don't know. It was always going to be the people that you do know that will see what you're perpetuating as who you are. And that's what's going to tell them that, okay, well, this person is no longer a safe bet in my circle. Um, But like you said, I've seen, you know, 
those were the posh comments. You are you are naming the nice comments that I've seen. Some of the comments that I've seen were worse than that. Like, and for me, I was reading it like I was just there, like unfollow, unfollow, That's unfollow a block, block, block. You don't even deserve it. Unfollow. You deserve no. It. Like oh, and also report Facebook report. Oh yeah, like, so I did that to a couple of people. I reported the comments. I like, learned. <laughs> I just be so floored, and and it's like. This is my community. And so I take full responsibility to say that this is the community that we come from. So I cannot depart myself or detach myself and say, oh, I, 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 a different type of Liberian. Oh, I'm, I'm this is literally our community. And this is what we're showing reflected. Um, I'm tired. One of the things I'm tired of is us blaming the war for, as justification for why there should be violence perpetuated against each other. That, oh, because we survived civil war, all of a sudden it's okay that we can beat each other, all that stuff. No. F that, excuse my language. We have to come to a terms where there's accountability. Our community does not have accountability at all. We don't have accountability when it comes to the political sphere. We don't have accountability when it comes to gender. We don't have accountability when it comes to our families. There's no accountability. There's, we're not accountable to each other and we're not accountable to our community in general. So people feel like at any point in their time, they can do whatever the heck they want to do. And they feel like whatever the community says, the community bash them, whatever, that's the community business. That's not their, their, their business. And so there's a detachment. So it's okay. Like I've seen all those comments like, oh my God, he's such a great person. Oh my God. I just ate at his restaurant. He just served me. What does that have to do with what happens behind closed doors? That is not what you see. You think, you think I'm going to be beating somebody in front of you? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, let's, let's be serious. Like, let's be serious. Like, do you think that's what's gonna happen? Like, even think of like a, your parent disciplining you. Rarely they'll discipline you in front of family, right? They'll be you when you at home. They're not gonna be you yeah. in front of they can look at you. They'll give you all these looks, but so you close that door that when it was not beating you. Mm -hmm. So you can't. You can. Let's say the same thing with our partners, or let's say it's the same thing when it comes to you know domestic abuse. They're not gonna beat you in front of their, their friends and family. They're not uh, they're not gonna beat you in they're gonna beat you when we're at home when nobody sees, nobody knows because that is between me and you. It's always between victim abuser. Victim abuser is never a third party. It's sad that there were kids involved in the situation where yeah. they ended up watching that and that's the trauma, another trauma that has to be dealt with outside of just her experience and stuff like that. She's gonna have to cater to her daughters and what they saw. Um and so there's a different level of that as well. And you say that I didn't even know there were daughters. I just knew there was kids. So now the daughters have seen, and this is what people, this is what psychologists and this is what the research has said. Women who experience certain things are more likely to fall into those same things. Because guess what? Like we all have seen, and for us who have experienced or been around people who have experienced this, you know, in order for the victim to come out, it's not the first time. And it takes, like you said, it takes courage. And I bet you, I feel in my heart, somewhere deep down in my heart, it's because at this moment, her child was involved. Mm -hmm. And she could not accept it. She was like, you know what? No, this is wrong. For my children to see this, this is wrong. Because if you accept this, then the kids are like, oh, so when they get older, and they're getting relationships from where they are knocked around and slapped around the place. So I'm like, oh, it's okay. Mommy accepted it. Mommy didn't do nothing. So it's fine. This is what men do. And I want us as a community, I want us as people, I want us as Christians or whatever faith you have to look down deep in your heart and 
find the grace or find the peace that surpasses understanding for you to really understand what it takes for someone to report someone that you're in love with. Because love is not the full letter word. Love is the emotional aspect of whatever they're in. He's supportive. He's a, he's a celebrity. He's an amazing human being. He probably take care of his family. He probably support them well. And for this person to take the courage to do this, I don't understand why I need to question her. Yeah. I don't need to question her because I know she had to get the gut to do this. Mm -hmm. And so if we as Christians and loving people can really be as wicked as this, because that's, that's witchcraft. I'm sorry. That's eating somebody's baby is not only witchcraft. That is witchcraft. <laughs> For you to see someone's face like that and you say, oh, but what did she do? That's witchcraft. For you to see that and you question it and you need facts, people need to provide. I don't know what other facts you need. I guess you need to see the CTV video or we need to go in the house and do the... You need to be sitting on the couch when he's doing this. You have to see that for you to believe somebody. Then I don't understand. Because like you said and I said it earlier, I'm we're watching. And there are just certain people, like somebody who I really held hard regard for. I really respect that person. And I saw that person coming. As petty as I was, I did take a screenshot and I kept it. Yes. I'm on records. And I was like, she said that? And she wrote a whole essay about how the girl took the man from his wife and his wife had cancer and yaddy, yaddy, yaddy. And I'm like, okay. She took the woman from, she took his wife or she was dating the man while he was married. Does that justify what happened to her? Like how does, so are you trying to tell me that's her, that's the punishment? Where it takes two to tangle. Let me just put it out there for all Christians. It takes two to tangle. For this woman to meet this man, if he was married, I don't know that story. And take him from his wife, it takes two to tangle. I don't blame her, I blame the husband. He was married. He left his matrimony home to go find somebody else. And let's be honest. He's a good looking man. He's a promising young man. She probably, she, need, she needed that. I'm just saying, and I don't want you guys to quote me and say, well, I support uh, 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 people and extracurricular relationships or he dating or married me. I don't support that. But I'm just saying, sometimes you need to step in the person's shoe before you make assumptions and before you explain what goes on in the person's life. But what that woman went through, there is no justification. None at all. None at all. There's nothing, nothing. And apparently, I heard that he's planning to go on one of those house clubs platform or whatever that app is. I also get an app Clubhouse. Clubhouse app to explain his side of the story. Then he explained it to Atlanta PD. There's and no what I said was, I don't think you need to explain anything. I don't think that needs to be an explanation. But you know why he feels that way, Edwin? Or if he, I don't know if he'll do it or not. Whatever, you know, the rumors in our community can be. Yeah. We always think they know your business. But just the idea of us understanding that there's a cultural aspect to this, to abuse. 
and then there's that societal right in the African society, and there's the actual legal aspect to it, and they they always conflict each other all the time, and that's something as an advocate that I you know have to walk a very thin line on, and it's so disturbing to have to believe, but it's true, right? Is the idea that how our community feels um, about so it's like your actual social status. So you who is a celebrity or you who has a higher status than your partner is able to justify and walk your way through any scenario that you necessarily put yourself in because your word is always seen as, you know, bigger than whoever the other person is. And so you're able to claim that, oh, I don't be I don't believe uh, uh, her because one, I believe him because he has one, two, three, four of these platforms to his name. Versus the other person who, oh, well, she did this to you. I don't like her or there's justification. I won't believe her because she, she'll be a liar. And so there's always that your word versus mine in that social aspect. And then there's also, then there's the actual abuse that happened. And there's that's the second level. And that's the legal aspect of this actually happened. You see the the, the footage of uh, the, the photos of what happened. There's now a legal case that is pending because of this happening. And that is the reality of the world that we're living in. But when we have these the social media clouds or we have these clout that we always add to people's name that makes them feel bigger than life or larger than the reality of what they are and who they are. It's always that idea. Like we see, see it all the time in Liberian politics. We see it all the time in husband, wife, cheating, all that stuff. The husband will come because he has and this many followers on, on, on Facebook so he can come with his 5,000 followers or go onto this person page who have 20,000 people that can tune into the live every day. He will get on that live and explain himself. And then the girl, she'll only, she'll go on her own live or he will go on his own live and try to explain and nobody will believe him. It's always that level of accountability in society and our society always holds two different standards. And that's why there's always this conflicting, you know, piece of like, we want to say that, oh, we, we, we cherish our women. We love our women. We, oh, we do this. And then you have the society aspect. This is actually what you're saying. If you're telling me that it's okay that this stuff happened to her, if it happens to your daughter, it's okay. And if I, if it happens to your daughter and I see you post, I, I won't comment or, or, or say anything because you told me it was okay. And it was okay. I feel like I should start doing. I don't like to be petty, but I love to be petty. I just feel like if anybody else that has commented on any of these posts that has to do with abuse, violence against men or women, and anything bad happens to them, I'll be like, I'll just screenshot and just add that comment. But you said on January 21st, 2021, that it's okay that this should happen to this person. So why is it not okay to happen to you? And see what they say. And they cannot say anything because it's no. not justified, like you said. It's not justified. And this has been an amazing conversation. And I don't think the conversation should stop for those who are still watching. I think you guys should take this conversation with you where you at, have this conversation with your daughters, your sisters, your sons, because men are also abused. Yes. Uh, men are abused sexually, men are abused physically, men are abused spiritually, physically, every aspect of it, men are abused. And men are the hardest to come out and say they're abused because of these things we just talked about. Mm -hmm. of all these things that people would be like, well, the first of all, the question that I don't like to hear is, how can a man be sexually uh, 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 assaulted mm -hmm. by a woman? And I'm like, what do you mean? It happens. Yes. It a happens. Lot, actually. It happens a lot. When someone says no, they mean no. Anything after that no, you abuse them. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so that's just what it is. And so, um, Fata, I want to say thank you so much for honoring this invitation. Thank you so much for coming on this platform, giving us your knowledge. Um, the people who are watching do love you. They're like, yes, ma'am. They love your backdrop. Um, they're just they love it. They're like, yes, that's what we're talking about. But I said thank you so much for coming on here and just giving us uh, giving us an understanding of what we can do as black people, as Africans, as Liberians in our community. And so for those who are watching or those who will watch us, I want you to, like I said earlier, have conversations. Mm -hmm. These are the conversations that we need to have with our children, with our sisters, brothers, nieces, whatever, so that we can be the, so that we can be the change that we want to see in this world. Yeah. Because if we don't exercise the change, nobody can give it to us. Nope. But do you have anything else to say? I just want to thank you for inviting me on this platform um, and allowing me to share with you my knowledge and my experience. Um, thank you for having these different conversations in our community because I think it's very crucial that we continue to talk because like I said, so many times we sweep stuff under the rug and we don't allow ourselves actually having conversations to learn from each other and then move mm -hmm. forward in a positive manner. And so um, I'm very grateful for you for the show, um, this podcast and the opportunity to share my story. Um, I'm definitely, um, you already know me on Facebook. So you know me in real life, not even on Facebook to invite me to any other issues, topics that you feel um, I would love to be back on with you. Um, but yes, everybody, uh, like Edwin said, this conversation is not over. We're just getting started. Actually, we're so behind. Way behind. Honestly. So let's keep talking about it. Um, and I feel like this is a great platform um, to continue these conversations. Well, people, this was the conversation. I've spoken and opinionated. Um, I am like just in awe. <laughs> and I say you guys have an amazing Thursday and I'll see you next week. <laughs>